This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A Volvo crashed through the front of a Whole Foods in a Maryland suburb. It was an accident so white that everyone's insurance went down. I, uh, it's a race joke because of Volvo in a suburb in Maryland. Is that what it is? And they, uh, well, they weren't crashing through the storefront to loot the place, I guess. That makes it a little funnier. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, good Monday to you. The headline across the top of the A-sectional of the corrupt Washington Post today, DeSantis ends bid, comma, endorses Trump. That's a picture of uh, Ron DeSantis through a window looking forlorn, looking forlorn. It's real good to be a Democrat because the news media, they're all, they're all backing you. You know, it's the merger of state and corporate power that Benito Mussolini warned us about. But let's get into politics, our number three on this Monday. And tomorrow, tomorrow is, of course, uh, New Hampshire. You know, it's the New Hampshire primary. And there is all kinds of chicanery going on there. Chicanery, I tell you. There are, according to multiple reports, in the uh, state of New Hampshire, 300,000 Republicans, 300,000 Democrats, and 400,000 independents or not aligned with either party, which is kind of the same thing. And um, that is, that's remarkable because the independents get to vote and uh, the Democrats are planning on monkey wrenching the system against Trump and going out and voting for Nikki Haley. Now that Ron DeSantis is out of the race, uh, he's gone, and then you know the question becomes, well, if you're going to vote for DeSantis in the New Hampshire primary, do you really go and vote for Nikki Haley, or do you vote for Trump? I think more likely you vote for Trump. Uh, I'm guessing. That's, that's what I'm thinking. But let's get to some audio from yesterday's festivities, because it is a big deal that Florida Governor Ron DeSantis dropped out of the race. I've got to say, I thought he had political skills and political chops that he apparently does not possess. And I was I was surprised to learn this. I honestly was. I thought he was going to to come out of the scene and do very, very well. That's what I thought. Um, but I was wrong. I was wrong. And I was talking to my best girl and a couple of friends last night out at a, an establishment. We were having cool beverages and watching football and uh, talking about all this. And I, I confessed. I said, I'd, I can't remember being this wrong before. I'm not wrong very often. I'm, you know, is that true, Michael? Sure. Michael knows me for a long time. And, uh, and as Ron DeSantis, I thought he was going to just be something of a juggernaut. And I thought uh, Trump would roll over him uh, anyway. But I thought that DeSantis would be strong and be a great candidate. And uh, he wasn't. Past tense now. 
And I was wrong. So I have to say that out loud. It's part of my penance. It's my Catholic thing. You got to you got to admit when uh, when you're wrong. All right. So let's get to uh, let's get to soundbite number one. Ron DeSantis, governor, Florida, getting out of the presidential race yesterday. Following our second place finish in Iowa, we've prayed and deliberated on the way forward. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Accordingly, I am today suspending my campaign. Suspended a sentence. That's uh, dropping out. That's the language that everybody uses, suspending my campaign. That's uh, for legal tax reasons, fundraising reasons, something like that. But, but, you know, crazy. Crazy man, crazy. Also, you see uh, John Daly. John Daly's, you know, the golfer, John Daly. I want to get to him today, too. He's got a funny one. John Daly commented, transgender, you know, a transgender person won an LGBA. Uh, what is it, Uh, LPGA uh, tournament, the Ladies Professional Golf Association. And um, John Daly said, hey, you know, I would have won 100 tournaments. He's a funny guy. (laughs) I would have run 100 tournaments if I had thrown on a skirt and called myself a tranny, referring to the man that won the women's tournament. He said, that dude's as feminine as a Ford F-150. John Daly, professional golfer, funny guy. I would have won 100 tournaments if I threw on a skirt and called myself a tranny. That dude's as feminine as an F, a Ford F-150. That's pretty funny. That's funny stuff, John Daly. And true enough, watch that dude swinging. Doesn't, that doesn't look like a lady. Dude does not look like a lady. All right, let's get back to the politics, which is not as funny as John Daly making fun of transgender Golfers in LPGA tournaments, I'll get it right, Uh, and uh, as feminine as a Ford F-150, America's most popular vehicle, the F-150 pickup truck. Uh, Ron DeSantis bowing out. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. They watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare this day to attack him. I've had disagreements with Donald Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci. Trump Mm -hmm. is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I will honor that pledge. Uh, That is uh, uh, to be expected, I think, and perfectly normal. And and that's uh, that's the way that it, it ought to be. Um, and who knows? Well, we'll get to President Trump, what President Trump said about him, too. And then he immediately endorsed uh, President Trump. He has my endorsement because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, a repackaged form of warmed-over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. The days of putting Americans last, of kowtowing to large corporations, of caving to woke ideology are over. Over. Done. Woke ide- I, I got to say, uh, woke ideology is taking a beating these days because they're crazy. And this whole DEI thing, which is as toxic as any political lunacy that we've ever witnessed in the United States, and it is fundamentally racist, racially segregationist, racially discriminatory, uh, but it's anti-white, so it's okay. I think that's the, that's the goal. 
But we might leave and take electricity with us. So just uh, pay attention because you never know what's going to happen next. Wake up one day and, you know, you got to turn on the water and it's not running and the got to turn on the lights and they don't come on. There goes the patriarchy. <laughs> I love the patriarchy. Crazy. And this Alex Soros guy, he is a, he's a villain. He's a bad guy. Uh, 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 uh. Yes, sir. And I was, oh, at, at uh, Harvard, speaking of woke ideology, pretty, pretty amazing uh, stuff. The, the uh, woke ideologists at Harvard, um, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pushback there. They started, up a, they started up a new, what do they call it, a panel, uh, a search party, what do they call themselves? They said that uh, they're going to combat anti-Semitism at Harvard because the president, Claudine Gay, got in trouble up on Capitol Hill testifying under oath and smugly smirking about all the anti-Semitic incidents on the campus. And uh, so they said, well, we're going to create a, you know, a panel and we're going to look at anti-Semitism on the campus. This is all related to DEI and all this madness, the cultural suicide of the left. Um, and uh, it turns out that the woman that they picked to be the head of their anti-Semitism push is a well-known anti-Semite. You don't have to make it up. It's, it's pretty amazing stuff. The chair of Harvard's new anti-Semitism task force accused of anti-Semitism. This is the DEI, the woke stuff, the left, the anti-Israel, the uh, whole Democrat party is turned against Israel and more broadly Jews. Jews are under attack in the United States as never before. And they appointed this woman, Harvard University, created a task force to fight anti-Semitism on campus. The effort is already embroiled in controversy because the co-chair of the school's newly appointed presidential task force on combating anti-Semitism. Why is it a presidential task force? You just fired the president of Harvard for being an anti-Semite, but okay. For combating anti-Semitism, uh, once declared, this is the, their head of the anti-Semitism task force, said, veins of hatred run through Jewish civilization. Israel's dispossession of Palestinians from their land Really, it's uh, anybody go back to Abraham and uh, Moses, and uh, but never mind that. Israel's disposition of Palestinians from their land and oppression of those who remain have made it one of the most disliked countries on the planet. Now, that's uh, pretty amazing stuff. Jewish history professor uh, Derek Penslar, Penslar uh, and... He, uh, he wrote a thing called Zionism, an emotional state. Well, maybe for you because you're unstable. But this is Harvard University. Jewish culture was steeped in fantasies and occasionally acts of vengeance against Christians, he's uh, writing. So this is uh, Harvard University. They've got their new, their new panel to fight anti-Semitism, but first they have to fight the anti-Semites that are leading the panel because, you know, Democrats. That's extraordinary stuff. And DEI must be fought. It must be opposed. It is fundamentally just by design 
from its birth a racist construct which is intended quite openly to discriminate against white people is the bottom line. But that's okay. That's, uh, that's all right. We just kind of yawn and say, uh, build another spaceship, cure another disease. No big deal. You guys sit over there and complain. Pipe down. Amazing stuff. Uh, all right, let's get to, because after he dropped out, after Ron DeSantis dropped out, I did digress all over the place there. Uh, Nikki Haley came out. She's still in the race. And uh, Nikki Haley, having just received the news that Ron DeSantis dropped out. Now, we just heard that Ron DeSantis has dropped out of the race. Woo! They say woo. Woo! Not He's really. Been a good governor. And yes. We wish him yes. well. Having said that, it's now one fella and one lady left. Yeah. One fella and one lady. Yeah. Hey, that could become uh, an NBC primetime sitcom. One fella. Fella? What is she? Like Rosemarie from the Dick Van Dyke show? One. Yeah. It's the last time you heard somebody use the word fella. Hey, fella. Uh, but that's okay. One fella and one lady left um, could be a sitcom. But there she is. They just found out, and people were saying woo and things, which is pretty unusual for Republican voters to say woo. That's really kind of a Democrat thing most of the time. Um, So Nikki Haley with one fella and one lady left. President Trump was then asked about, he was in New Hampshire, of course, Nikki Haley in New Hampshire, Ron DeSantis, was last time I looked in South Carolina because he was kind of, you know, skipping or playing some kind of a game with uh, New Hampshire. No more. Uh, President Trump in New Hampshire, he's running. Before we begin, I'd like to take time to congratulate Ron DeSantis and, of course, a really terrific person who had gotten to know his wife, Casey, for having run a great campaign for president. He did. He ran a a really good campaign, I will tell you. It's not easy. They think it's easy doing this stuff, right? It's not easy. Think it's easy doing this stuff. It's not easy, right? And uh, President Trump had more to say about Ron DeSantis dropping out of the race. I've got more President Trump for you. We also just noticed something about this Alex Soros thing. With the bullet hole seeming to imply that President Trump should be shot and killed seems to be what Alex Soros is implying. And then, as you know, President Trump was the 45th president and may be, be, he may become our 47th president. So why was Alex Soros holding $47 instead of $45 in the next picture when he's implying that President Trump should be shot? And uh, also, the Trump hate squad. We've got a little montage I want to share with you because, you know, President Trump is in danger. He's in danger every day more than your average presidential candidate, too. And it is entirely because of the rhetoric of the Democrats and their media allies, entertainment and news media allies, and the politicians. Danger, danger, warning, warning, the end of the world. He must be stopped. Sure, sure, sure.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Ron DeSantis' uh, theme catchphrase was never back down. The Washington Times headline, never back down, backs down. And NBC fake news with the headline, A Total Failure to Launch, Why Ron DeSantis Was Doomed from the Start. Because of a corrupt media, you mean? President Trump, it is a more difficult landscape for a Republican vying for the presidency or any other elected office, but uh, President Trump yesterday uh, in New Hampshire... He left the campaign trail today at 3 p.m., and in so doing, he was very gracious, and he endorsed me, so I appreciate it. I appreciate that, and I also look forward to working with Ron and everybody else to defeat crooked Joe Biden. We will have to get him out. We have to get him out. He's put our country at great peril. Yes, he has. And we did the latest terrorists at the southern border. Uh, shared the audio with you today. Uh, President Trump, you remember, it's the, the um, uh, Sanctimonious, the nickname for uh, Ron DeSantis, bestowed upon, upon him by President Trump. Will I be using the name Ron DeSanctimonious? I said, that name is officially retired. <laughs> It's officially retired. He's retired the name. I don't think I've ever seen him retire one of his nicknames before. That's that's a new thing. And look, uh, Ron DeSantis is a great Florida governor. He's uh, had uh, a very successful run. Uh, I was surprised that he uh, did not come out of the gate strong. I thought that he was going to, but he didn't. Uh, and and there you have it. He is out. President Trump. And Nikki Haley, it's down to President Trump and Nikki Haley. Is there still some other guy in there who, like, it's, uh, no, 0.2% of the vote? No, nobody else, just uh, Nikki. And Nikki's not going to be the big winner of this contest. So it's President Trump from here on out. I don't think there's any doubt. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Uh, New York, New York, the city that never sweeps. 
Here's a uh, another another story out of uh, New York City from the New York Daily News. New York City man urinating on car naturally slashes throat of passerby who told him to stop. Well, that'll that'll teach you. Ah, New York, New York. It's a town that is hell. The crime rate is up and the economy's down. So a man urinating on a parked car, at least it wasn't driving, it was parked in Manhattan, slashed the throat of a passerby who told him to stop, leaving the victim clinging to life, the police said Monday. The 66-year-old victim and two other passersby complained when they saw the stranger urinating on the parked car on East 14th Street near 1st Avenue in the East Village, East Greenwich Village, around 5.05 p.m. Sunday uh, last night. Still daylight now. That sparked an argument during which the victim was slashed in the neck, causing what police described as a severe laceration. Medics rushed the victim to Mount Sinai Beth Israel Hospital. Hope he's not an anti-Semite in critical condition. The other passers-by were not hurt. On Monday, the cops released surveillance images of the suspect. There he is now. And asked the public for help in identifying him and tracking him down. Uh, He's a Democrat voter. You can tell from the still photo that he's a Democrat voter. Pretty amazing stuff. And uh, that's, that's what's going on in New York because the Democrats are in charge. And they like to put criminals on the street. Not incarcerate them. They like to put them on the street because they're not on our side. Let's get back to uh, President Trump. President Trump was, uh, he did an an interview, a a sit-down interview, I think a little bit of a a casual sit-down interview with uh, Lawrence Jones of the Fox News Channel, right? And... um, and President Trump was very relaxed, and he, he actually seems very, he seems, maybe it's me, but President Trump seems calm, dare I say. He seems calmer these days. His tone, even his mannerisms, he's doing his jokes, he's doing his stick, the shtick. The news media is still going crazy about it because they're not very smart, but... Uh, President Trump this morning with uh, Lawrence Jones of Fox News. I endorsed him. I didn't know him as well as you might think, but I did endorse him. And I had some uh, fun with it because I watched somebody who was not in the race and all of a sudden he was in the race. And then he did a good job as governor. Mm -hmm. So I was happy with that. But I was disappointed when uh, they asked him whether or not he'd run. And he said, I have no comment. Because to me, when you say no comment, that means you're running. Mm -hmm. And uh, we took it. uh, I think I took it quite seriously. Mm And it doesn't matter now because he uh, got out. So that's uh, water he, under he, the bridge he, now. Yeah, between totally. As far as I'm concerned, look, he endorsed me. Look, he endorsed me. That's President Trump. You know, there was uh, he had this uh, used the word loyalty in the past, uh, saying that DeSantis was disloyal because President Trump helped Ron DeSantis win the the governorship, and uh, and he felt a little uh, betrayed by Ron DeSantis running for president against against him. Um, but honestly, it seems to have calmed down a little bit. And and uh, some talk, hey, maybe he'll serve in your uh, administration. We have policies very similar, actually. I want strong borders. He wanted strong borders. I want low taxes. I gave you the largest tax cut in history. Nobody ever, bigger than the Ronald Reagan tax cut. 
He wants that. I want a strong military. He wants that. Uh, he doesn't want wars, although I may be a little bit even more so in that not wanting wars. We have wars in places that nobody ever heard of before, and we're losing. You know, you talk about blood and wealth. We lose so stupidly. And a lot of the things that he wanted, I wanted. Uh, speaking of blood and <clears throat> mayhem and war, uh, Joe Biden is now conducting a war against Yemen on the southern end of the Saudi Peninsula, where they're attacking shipping, including at least two American ships lately, with missiles and rockets provided to them by Iran, Iran funded by Joe Biden and Barack Obama, so that they can wage war against Western civilization, which is very much under assault. At Davos, the uh, Mile, the president of Argentina, gave him what for uh, at Davos about standing up for Western civilization and for free market capitalism. Um, and so the media hates him because he's uh, pro-Western, pro-free market capitalism, and, and uh, our news media no longer is, amazingly. But since President Trump brought it up there, the uh, United States Central Command uh, put out a what they're calling a status update on two Navy SEALs that went missing because they were boarding a vessel uh, that was smuggling weapons to the Houthis so the Houthis can murder people. Joe Biden can't decide whether the Houthis are terrorists or not. President Trump put them on the terror list. Joe Biden came in and took them off the terror list. Then last week, Joe Biden put him back on the terror list. One of the key terrorists. But the U.S. Central Command announced, we regret to announce that after a 10-day exhaustive search for two Navy SEALs that went into the water while boarding and searching a ship bringing illegally, bringing weapons to the Houthis, the Central Command now says that, uh, that those two Navy SEALs um, have not been recovered, have not been found, and are now presumed dead. So we have casualties now under Joe Biden in the war against the Houthis in Yemen. They're shooting at U.S.-flagged ships. They are uh, choking off commerce headed up the Red Sea to the Suez Canal, forcing a lot of ship owners to go around Africa which uh, makes the, the shipping costs much, much, much more expensive, which goes to the markets and, and uh, so on, that it's more expensive for everybody, and it's all because of Joe Biden. So now there's war in the Middle East and uh, Israel. There's war in the southern end of the Saudi Peninsula, which is called Al Jazeera. Now, the TV station Al Jazeera is a reference to the Saudi Peninsula, which is in Arabic, Al Jazeera is the peninsula, means the peninsula. And so we have uh, war being waged on, on Al Jazeera, on the, on the Saudi peninsula in Yemen. Uh, we've got war between Israel and the radical Islamic terrorist jihadi group Hamas, funded by Iran, Iran funded by Biden and Obama. We've got war in Europe, in Ukraine. Um, honestly, China is champing at the bit. And now we have, we're in a shooting war. Uh, Obama has, excuse me, Biden has, I think, uh, Obama bombed more countries than anybody. And uh, Biden has now, I think we've uh, dropped bombs in Yemen at least four times, four different strikes. 
we're hitting targets in Iraq. We're hitting targets in Syria. Uh, the Iran-backed militias in Iraq and Syria are targeting us, targeted us again yesterday in Iraq. Uh, and Joe Biden is not a good president, let's just say. And now we've got casualties to Navy SEALs that, according to CENTCOM, U.S. Central Command, regret to announce that after a 10-day exhaustive search, our two missing Navy SEALs have not been located and their status has been changed to deceased. Deceased. The search and rescue operation for the two Navy SEALs reported missing during the boarding of an illicit uh, boat, a DAO, D-H-O-W, a DAO, carrying Iranian advanced conventional weapons on January 11th, concluded now conducting recovery operations. So these two Navy SEALs dead. We now have casualties in the war against the Houthis in Yemen. We have Americans being held hostage by Hamas in the Gaza And because the Democrat Party doesn't really care about Americans or America or human life, three things they really don't care about, there is no talk at all about the American hostages being held. There has been very little coverage of the two Navy SEALs that went missing and are now declared dead, declared deceased. Um, There is war going on and conflict. And these conflicts were not going on when President Trump was in the White House. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Are they stopping the Houthis? Are airstrikes in Yemen uh, working to stop the Houthis? No. No. Are they going to continue? We don't know if he means the airstrikes or the Houthis. Yes. So the Houthis will continue. The airstrikes will continue. The military-industrial complex loves Joe Biden. He's a bomb dropper. There's no doubt about it. Mm-mm-mm. I want to go back to this Alex Soros thing for just a moment. Because while we were, we were talking about it, and I explained that Al, the son of George Soros, Alex Soros, who's taking over the Soros radical left-wing empire and is going to Davos and speaking to world leaders there and having his picture taken with all kinds of world leaders. Handshakes and photos and smiles because the Soros family has billions and billions of dollars in ill-gotten gains, bankrupting banks and so on. And they're buying power for the left everywhere you go. And, And this Alex Soros character published two photos on his X account, one with a bullet hole through a window, the other with a hand holding 47 American dollars, a 22 tens, a five and two twos, and that's 47. And the assumption is he's talking about Donald Trump being shot, but isn't he 45 right now? He was the 45th president. Maybe Alex Soros is assuming that Trump will win and become the 47th president of the United States. Is that is that what we're to assume? But why $47? He was the 45th president. He may become the 47th. And Alex Soros with the 47 is kind of a strange one, isn't it? Yes, it is. 
No doubt. Uh, all right, let's, uh, where are we now? Oh, wow. I can't believe how little time we have. What is the matter? It's madness, isn't it? Oh, well, sure. Let, yeah, let's go to the, and then I want to do, um, well, let's, uh, let's go to number 15 first. Let's go to, because Joe Biden trying to talk over the weekend, um, the tree of liberty must from time to time be nourished with the blood of patriots and tyrants is the old saying. Joe Biden tried to recite the old saying. He failed. And I love people who say the blood of liberty, or excuse me, the, excuse me. What is it? The tree of liberty is water with the blood of patriots. What? Well, guess what, man? I didn't see a whole lot of patriots that are out there walking around making sure that we have these weapons. What? And if you really want to worry about the government, you need an F-16. What? What? What are you? What? What? So Thomas Jefferson quote, he's trying for the tree of liberty must be refreshed from time to time with the blood of patriots and tyrants. He left out the uh, the important part. He is uh, he is not the smartest man. Now let's go to the montage because uh, President Trump, you know, frightens the left. They're very very frightened by him, and um, I want it because there were a couple of them this weekend talking about how dangerous President Trump is, and is going to be when he's reelected president that we were reminded of our own montage on the subject. Donald Trump will imprison, he will execute whoever he's allowed to imprison, execute. Whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. His rhetoric is really getting dangerous, more and more dangerous. That man cannot see public office again. He is destructive to our democracy. He has to be eliminated. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. Yeah, it's uh, terrible. Now, there is a uh, rich Democrat by the name of Dean Phillips, who is a member of the House of Representatives, and he has spent uh, $5 million of his own money running for president. You've probably not heard that he's running for president, but he burned through $5 million of his own money. And, and of course, he is out there telling the fake news media that President Trump is the most dangerous, and I, I love the phrasing, it was so crazy, the most dangerous man in the world is Donald Trump. I do not come here with animus towards Joe Biden. Dean Phillips. I do come here with animus towards Donald Trump. Yeah. Yay, animus. He's dangerous, exactly. And I'll tell you, the reason I'm doing this is for that simple reason. Because Joe Biden is a good man, but he will not beat the most dangerous man in the world. The most dangerous man in the world. That's who he is. The most dangerous man in the world is Donald Trump. I played audio of this guy crossing our border illegally saying, you don't know, you're too stupid to know who I am. You will know who I am soon. That guy's much more dangerous. Now, again, Donald Trump was president for four years. I don't know if these people have memories that are functional enough to go back that far. Uh, but what did he do um, dangerous? Well, they'd, they'd yell January 6th, I think. That would be their, that'd be their rejoinder. Uh, then let's go to the hundreds and hundreds of Democrat Party riots and the attack on the White House that went on for three days by the Democrats and the looting and the fires and the arson and all that stuff. Never mind that. Uh, but we were reminded... With Dean Phillips, he's the most dangerous man in the world, Trump is. And with Alex Soros publishing a picture of a bullet hole through a uh, thick glass pane next to 
a picture of a hand folding, holding $47, the next president of the United States, the 47th president. And they're spreading terror and fear because it's what they do best. Former presidential historian Michael Beschloss was, this was the midterms um, during President Biden, and Michael Beschloss was brought on MSDNC, say if the Republicans win control of the House and the Senate, well, that's, that's the end. Your children are going to be killed by the Republicans. What was at stake tonight and this week was the fact whether we will be a democracy in the future, whether our children will be arrested and conceivably killed. We're on the edge of a brutal authoritarian system, and it could be a week away. That's right. That's a week away. Was it tonight or a week away? He doesn't even know. Presidential historian, MSDNC, mouthpiece. Your children could be arrested and killed because Donald Trump what did he do that, huh? He was attacked and attacked and attacked. and Yes, sir. That's the Democrat Party's program for this election year. Fear and terror. Fear and loathing. Mostly loathing. But they're also afraid of everything, too. By the way, the big Hamas leader in Hamas land, a guy named Khaled Mashal. Khaled Mashal is a, a gray-bearded terrorist, mass murderer, genocidal lunatic. And uh, he did an interview on television in Arabic uh, saying that he rejects the two-state solution. There will be no two-state solution. We demand it all, he said. And he said that October 7th shows that they can wipe out Israel and take it all for themselves. In fact, he says that October 7th shows that liberating Palestine, his words, from the river to the sea, is realistic and has already begun. It's already begun. I don't think they want peace. I don't think they want to live peacefully side by side. I think they want genocide. But as the story points out, Now, the left in the United States has saddled up with Hamas, and that's inspiring them and giving them sustenance from afar so they can get back to killing the Jews. You know how they are. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 